When it comes to investing, there's really no end to what you can learn. Uh, there's all kinds of, of information that you can absorb that will help you along your investing journey. But there are some critical things that I would say you need to learn. You know, a lot of stuff is optional, perhaps, but there's some things that in order to be a successful investor, you need to learn. And what I'm going to do in this probably a rather short video today is just look back over my my life uh, as an investment advisor in the industry. And I spent some time sort of trying to distill down to what I feel are the most important things that a person needs to know to be a successful investor. Quick disclaimer, although I worked in the business for many, many years, I don't know everything. You know, if, if anybody tells you they know everything about, you know, what you need to know, I would, you know, run for the hills. What I'm going to share with you today is my observations. And when you look at people who have been successful investors, typically over years, there are some common threads. And that's what I'm gonna try and distill and, and share with you today. What I find fascinating about these common threads, none of them are mathematical. Every single thing that ultimately, in my opinion, makes a good successful investor comes from up here. It's emotion-based, it's behavioral-based, uh, it's not stock picking, it's not number crunching, and it's sort of not the, the fun and exciting part or elements uh, that we see when we're investing. It's more the behind the scenes, controlling your emotions, controlling yourself. And that's um, that's what I, my biggest takeaway from, from working with clients for so many years. Of the four things I'm gonna show you today, uh, they're in no particular order. I don't think that there is really one thing that will make you a successful investor. Uh, you know, there's a there's a, a whole myriad of things that that ultimately will play in, uh, but these four you know sort of psychological things or mental trips or uh, mental things or behavioral things um, will be some of the keys that will help you out there. Quickly before I get into number one is for those of you who may be new to the channel, the first link in the description below is for our investing academy. I'll be speaking more about that later, but you might want to check that out after the video. Item number one on my list of things that you really need to know is quite simple. Get moving. <laughs> Start doing something. We all know that time is your friend when it comes to investing as long as you start early enough. And to establish a habit of putting money away, understanding how to invest, how important it is for long-term financial security, I can't overemphasize how important it is to start, take those baby steps, even if um, it's not a lot amount, a, a big amount. I think of younger investors who don't, you know, maybe aren't earning high wages yet in your career. Um, it doesn't have to be a thousand dollars a month that you're putting away. If you can start with twenty-five dollars a month, uh, find a way to make that work. If you can start with fifty dollars a month or whatever your cash flow amount um, uh, allows, don't feel like you have to put a big chunk of money away. More importantly than the $25 or the $50 or the $100 is establishing that habit of making investing part of your day-to-day -day expenditures. Just like you would, you know, you pay your hydro, you pay your rent, uh, you buy food. Part of that, you know, the overall must, you know, the, the, uh, the fixed expenses, really I encourage you to make investing part of that. If you're a bit older, if you are, you know, closing in, let's say on retirement and you haven't, um, invested as much as you would have liked. It's not too late. The difference is though, you really have to at this point sort of ramp up the contribution amount. In contrast to a younger investor who I really believe starting small will uh, lead to good habits or and, and benefit over the long term, you may have to really sort of tighten your belt and look at where you can save money, what expenditures you're currently uh, you know having that you can maybe eliminate or reduce. 
and really start focusing on taking a bigger chunk of your cash flow and putting it away. If you have you know 10 years between now and when you're planning on retirement, uh, retiring to build up that nest egg, that really has to become a, a focus. I'm going to crunch a few numbers here that I, I'm sure we've all seen before, but you just can't. Uh, you know, repeating this information uh, never hurts. In this illustration, we're going to look at two different investors. One is a 20-year-old and one is a 30-year-old. And we're going to compare establishing these uh, early habits versus later and the, the huge difference it can make uh, in, your, in your investing career or in your financial uh, lifespan. In the first scenario, we're going to look at a 20-year-old who's going to commit $100 a month to a regular investment plan. We're going to assume a 7% compound annual rate of return and uh, we're going to look at a 10-year time period. If the 20-year-old remains disciplined and is successful in uh, contributing $100 a month to their investments for the next 120 months, they will end up having contributed $12,000 in total. The value at the end of that 10-year time period will be $17,105.17. At this point, they are going to stop contributing. They, they were able to do it from age 20 to 30. Now here they are 30 and who knows, maybe they've started a family, maybe they have a mortgage, uh, just you know, expenses have picked up and they decide they're gonna stop contributing at age 30. Perfect world, you keep, but let's assume for the moment that you stopped. We're now going to assume that you're gonna take that $17,000 that you've accumulated and leave it invested, same compounding, 7% average per year for the next 35 years from age 30 now till the normal retirement age at, of uh, 65. If you now look 35 years down the road, you will have accumulated about $182,000, $182,622.93 to be exact, all from your initial contribution of $12,000 now being 45 years ago. Let's remember that number, $182,600. Now you contrast that to the person who didn't invest through their 20s. They waited until they were 30 and started. So they're going to invest the same $100 a month for the same 35 years and now at the same 7% uh, compound annual rate of return. Let's look at those numbers. The total contributions in this case will be $42,000 and contrast that to the $12,000 that the 20 year old invested. At age 65, this 30 year old ends up with $171,141.36. Now the 20 year old who invested that $12,000, you know, all those years ago, at age 65, ends up with an amount of $182,622.93. This illustration alone should hopefully inspire some people who are still on the fence to, uh, to start that program, to start putting something away, again, even a small number. Bottom line, get moving, do something. The longer you think about it, you know, time is passing. Every, every month that goes by where you push it back is another month that falls off the schedule. So uh, start uh, that process and that will pay huge dividends down the road. Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the Canadian stock market, don't hesitate to check out our Investing Academy. You can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks, trade calls, portfolio insights, and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys. All it takes is one great stock idea or tip, and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group. If you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. 
Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode. Item number two on this list of things that you really need to do, be patient. Investing is not a, uh, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, uh, as you probably have often heard. We think back to the story of the tortoise and the hare, and I see a lot of similarities that in the investing community, particularly now, we're seeing, you know, the, the good old fashioned blue chip style of investing versus the meme stocks. And I see this, the tortoise versus the hare. And we all know that story where the um, the hare is sort of the overconfident, I've got this all figured out, and you know they, they blast out of the gate and, and build up a big lead. And we've seen that actually in the last year or so. Uh, coming out of COVID, we saw some very strange things happening in the markets and especially with um, you know all of the, um, you know, the, the Reddit stream type of behavior that we've seen We've seen some some hairs just bolt out of the gate. By contrast, we've also seen the um, the blue chip type of investors do quite well, but just not to the same scale that those um, you know the meme stock uh, investors have. My question is: investing is not a sprint. So over the next years, decades, how are those two styles of investing going to uh, going to fare out? My prediction right now would be that if you learn to invest properly, you're going to end up at the end of the day, at that finish line, coming out ahead of where the you know get rich quick uh, group is right now. The challenge as an investor is that an investment isn't a tangible thing typically. When you invest in shares of company X or company Y, you don't really get anything. And this is quite different. You know, you think of if you go to you know, Best Buy and you want to bring home a flat screen TV, you go, you spend your money, you walk home and you put it up on the wall and you have an immediate gratification. Most of life is that way. When you spend money, when you take money and, and pass it to somebody else, you immediately see the benefits of doing that. Investing is quite opposite. You don't really see the incremental uh, benefits of investing until years down the road. And a couple of analogies that come to, to mind to me are, it's like when you're, you know, when you were little and you, you know, your parents would put that, uh, the height chart on sort of the door jam and you'd, you know, every few months or every year you'd go and you'd put a new pencil mark as to how much you've grown. You don't see that uh, on a daily basis. Your brother, your sister, your parents, you know, your children, if, if you have children, you didn't see the day-to-day changes. Only when you step back and looked at an increment of time do you really notice the changes that are made. Investing is very much like that. You don't see the day-to-day. It's almost irrelevant. But when you step back and you look at your statements from five years ago, or you look at your statements from 10 years ago, or 20 years ago, if you're old enough to have invested that long, the, the gap, the gains are substantial. Um, that's one of the things though, is you need the patience to be able to ride that out. Another thing that comes to my mind more recently is if we think back to when COVID hit and everybody was locked down at home, a lot of people, myself included, in uh, March, April last, last year, probably gained a pound. You know, we weren't going out, we weren't doing our usual routines, we're probably snacking and eating more, uh, stress eating at home. In April or May, uh, you maybe gained another pound last year. You did, probably didn't notice it. In, uh, June, in June, 2020 probably gained another pound and all those small little changes you don't really notice them until you look back now you know a year and a half later roughly and all of a sudden you see that 15 pound gain and even though it happened in small little chunks um, you really see the the the, uh, the the progress if you want to call it that only when you look back in time investing is very much the same the small month-to-month gains or even the annual gains that you see 
um, really show their effect when they compound and you look back uh, 20 years later or 30 years later to see that huge change. Small steps, little things that you do today, and if you have the patience to watch them through time, that's ultimately when you're going to see the success. Patience in this business really wins. The third item on this list, have a plan. It sounds simple, but it's harder, and I know a lot of people don't actually take the time to formulate that plan, but it is really important. And when I worked with people, and if we look at the statistics, people who have a plan tend to do better. Now, a lot of that is probably just because it keeps them on the course. If you know what your destination is, it's more likely that you're going to um, you're going to achieve or you're going to reach the destination as opposed to just heading out on any type of plan. I mean, if you're going on a vacation, you don't just get in your car and start driving or get on an airplane and, and fly somewhere. You start with the destination and you work, you work backwards on that. Much the same in investing. If you can uh, visualize, if you're younger, look at, you know, pick a retirement date, calculate how much money you're going to expect to need at that point, do the math and work backwards, come up with that and start those small sort of steps along, along the way that's how you will stay on focus. Again, it comes back to having the plan. The plan also helps um, helps prevent you from straying off the course. And this is something that plagues a lot of people in a lot of areas of, of life. You know, even dieting is straying off the course um, that will that you know can get you into trouble. In investing, you have to understand the path that you're on and take the steps to stay on that. And I think to uh, someone who's training to run a, a 10K or a marathon and you have your schedule where every day or every second day or whatever your schedule is, you go out and you run. Well, if it happens to be raining one day, you can't really just say, well, you know what, I'm going to wait and you know go on a sunny day because you're not going off your path. And sometimes you have to uh, sacrifice the inconvenience of running in the rain to stay on, on, your, uh, on your course. We are always faced with distractions. Our lives are busy. There's so many different things pulling at us. You know, give me your money or you know, do these other types of things with your, with your finances. You will um, be constantly barraged with other ways, that, uh, other things that you can do with your money. Having a proper plan really helps you put those distractions aside, make choices. And if you've already, as I sort of started with earlier, if you allocate money on a regular basis, comes part of your, your fixed expenses, then you're not going to be, well, you'll be tempted to, to go off course and take your money, but you'll probably have more discipline because you've got that plan in place and you will, uh, you'll not, the tendency to stray off course will be much less. The fourth point is something that I observed with, um, with investors over the years. And I'm going to, I'm going to stay right from the beginning. I'm, I'm coming to this with a bias. I'm going to acknowledge that right now. And you can, you know, decipher or filter through and see whether I'm unfairly biasing or whether this is something that is legitimate. But um, consider the sources of the information. If you are a do-it-yourself investor, really cr- think critically and, and don't just take what you hear, whether it's from uh, your brother-in-law, whether it's from uh, you know, your co-worker, someone in the coffee shop, whether it's from uh, a YouTube channel like we have here. A lot of people are going to YouTube channel to get investment um, ideas, let's call them. Really be critical of... Um, who those sources are. Yes, I feel very strongly about this and I understand how in this in, in this venue on YouTube, it can be quite controversial because it seems like there's so many sources you can go to for anything, uh, investing uh, being one of those. There are some very credible channels that I've seen where the people clearly know what they're talking about. And if you read about them, if you do the research on their channel, you can uh, ascertain that they actually have the credentials to 
you know, to, to talk about what they're talking about. There are a lot of channels that just simply don't have that. Now, I really don't begrudge anybody if they feel they have information to share, uh, putting it out there. Uh, you know, hey, that's, that's the world that we live in. But it comes down to you, the investor, to make sure that when you're seeing things, just do your homework, do your due diligence on the, on not only the investments you're investing on, but actually on the source of advice that you are um, that you're listening to. What it all comes down to is in anything else, if you're baking a cake or if you're learning how to fix your car, if you're learning how to invest, whatever it is, uh, check your sources, make sure that the information that you're you're acting upon in some cases, or certainly you're adding to your repertoire of knowledge um, is, uh, is valid and uh, competent. These four things I've talked about today are really just the tip of the iceberg. Obviously, there's an endless uh, stream of information that you uh, should learn in order to be a successful investor, but these are things that that you have control over. You're, they're all behavioral type issues that you can, you know, no, one, no one can make you do them or, or, or stop you from doing them. Uh, you can take those into uh, control into your own hands and um, you, know, you may never be a, uh, uh, an analyst, a stock analyst, or you may never be a financial advisor, uh, but you can uh, control your emotions and uh, that will be at the end of the day, uh, a huge benefit to you. Question for you, what is more important if you're gonna be a successful investor? Is it your behavior? Is it your habits? Or is it number crunching? Is it understanding, you know, PE ratios and 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 the other the math that goes into investing? I've got my answer that I that I'm really comfortable with. But if you had to vote, if you had to say it's behavioral or mathematical, which uh, which will at the end of the day will ultimately um, prove more successful for a long-term investing plan. As always, if you are interested in learning more about investing, we have our investing academy. It's the first link below, and uh, we have material for all ages. You know, whether you're young, whether you're older, uh, whether you're a beginner, whether you're a more, ex- more a more experienced uh, investor, uh, feel free to check that link out below, and I'm sure you'll find something that you'll find of interest. Uh, I'm going to wrap up this video t- for today. I hope you found it informative. I hope you found it enjoyable and somewhat entertaining, and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.